Hello, and welcome to Things About Stuff podcast. What you just heard was the a little bit of our uh, our guest, Final Escape, uh, a little bit of new music coming from them. And as always, I'm the Bearded Wonder. I'm Judge Die, right alongside him, as yep. always. Things About Stuff. Now, uh, this band... Give us a little backstory on how you guys you guys got together. So we know you've always been about stuff, but give us some new things. We'll give you some things on stuff. What year did we start? Maybe <clears throat> 2004? Four-ish, probably. Started Sophomore in, year of high school. Yeah. So 2003, what started out, I think just uh, Chase had your old brother's drum kit. Yeah. Got a guitar from one of those little what's the that speaking right there is Sam Hershock yeah I'm Sam I play bass we should kind of guess I go go around the room we're kind of we're kind of unprofessional in the podcast it's okay we jump in (laughs) on things and stuff it's all right things and stuff uh go ahead uh Mr. Mr. Former Lead Vocals, now on the drums. Uh, yeah, Chase McDonough, uh, drummer. I'm uh, Curtis, I'm the guitar player. Uh, I'm Sean Smith, I'm the new guy. I play guitar. F and G. And our F-N-G. vocalist, Cubby, is not here tonight. <clears throat> he has to work, unfortunately. What's, what's he do? He's uh, away making that za. Making the Zod. Does he make it or deliver it? I'm sure he does He's both. He's a delivery he, guy. He delivers it. He cleans it. I mean, he's he living, cleans it. He's like living the rock star guy. dream, right? Living the, delivering the Zod, playing the lead, singing the songs. Hey, he sells CDs out of the back of his car. <laughs> yeah, that's so. amazing. Does he? Really? Yeah, <laughs> he texts me tonight and he's like, hey, I couldn't make it. But just to let you know, I'm out here making that money, bros. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, that was the first time I delivered the message. I was supposed to tell the guys that like two hours ago. Nice. <laughs> dog toys. That's you my get... dog, Spock's ball. He's his favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Back to what we were talking about, though. You guys started in 2004. You got, who was its drum kit? That was my brother's old drum kit. <clears throat> um... Then I ended up buying a guitar. Uh, Hundy and I started messing around, and then Curtis is Hundy, by the way. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the nickname <laughs> I've acquired. Um, we started jamming stuff, and then I ended up buying a bass, and uh, my mom actually bought the bass because um, Hundy was always rocking bass, but then he wanted to get on guitar, and so got a hold of Sam to get on bass, the four-string blue rogue. Oh, it's a beauty. Oh, the rogue. Oh, beauty. Rogue, man. I think everybody has a rogue at one point. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then Kurt Berry came along. And. Caleb. Caleb, yeah. Caleb, or DJ Samplist. DJ, DJ Tearface. Tearface. I always <laughs> called him Tearface. Tearface. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. And then. It was like 2006. Um. I got involved with uh, another project for a little bit, but our drummer at the time wasn't, uh, thing, things weren't like clicking anymore. I don't know if like he just wasn't into it or, anymore. So I, I stepped down from being vocalist and went to drums and we got a lot of coming. Goose. 
We stole Covey from Newton, from another band in Newton, called One Lost Moment. One Lost Moment. It's super metal. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a like an 80s cover band, I'd say. <laughs> they were metal. Metal to the bone. Nice. This is all cool for me to hear these guys talk about the history of the band, too, being new. Because I don't really... I didn't really meet any of the guys, <clears throat> the prior members. I don't know Kurt, I don't think, and I don't know Little Cubby. But... <laughs> like we all knew each other from the scene, I guess. Like we'd hung out at shows because I had a band at the same time. Well, I guess this was probably four or five years after you guys started, like yep. two thousand eight, probably two thousand nine. We met. <coughs> so we've known each other for quite a while, but I've never really known like the true like, I mean, origins of the band or or the history. But glad to be a part of it. What was the name of that band, Sean? It was Shoot the Moon. Shoot the Moon. Shoot, Shoot the Moon. I got to catch you guys a couple times at House of Bricks. Yeah, that shit was fun. I, I mean, you know, being young and playing shows like that, of course you, uh, you tend to have a lot of fun. The House of Bricks was a fun place. Those, those shows yeah. were a way blast. too much fun. I remember going to shows and your guys' usual lineup was like, one lost moment, final escape, and then uh, your guys' buddy. Danny Carmen's a well dressed man. Oh yeah. Oh, which, man. Either, which, yeah. If it's not a well dressed man, it's uh Star Crossed Lovers. lovers. Star Crossed Lovers. Jackrabbit Slims. I didn't. The, I never caught him. Grand old lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grand old lady. That I was never, a different man. Was yeah. it? Oh yeah. I never there caught him. Was in that or something? No. Or the well, he might have been at one, at one point, but. I thought one of the guys were in that band. Various incarnations of the Tumble Bands. Yeah. <laughs> I you never... can't deny Renavera, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Man. Oh, Renavera. Killer. Uh, Matt Black, right? Yep. And then uh, I can't remember who was all in that band, but I remember, uh, remember him. Did Matt Black do vocals? Yeah. yeah. Tyler Vecchio played bass. Did he, did he go bass. on... What was yeah. that? There was another band for a while. It was like 12 Day, 12 day Silent. What was it 12 yeah, Day Silent? It was on 12 Day Silent for a while. Now that I'm thinking about it, you guys forgot to mention a couple members that used to be in the band. Yep, Jimmy Myers, yep. Justin Nolan. Yep. Yeah, man, jumped. We, yeah, we're, we gotta kind of skipped that chapter. Should've, I was actually just that. saying, I had never heard the term shoot the moon before, and I thought their band name was... Uh, from a cheat code in Grand Theft Auto where if you shoot the moon with a rifle it gets bigger and smaller. <laughs> no, I mean, that was a genuine Cheech and Chong reference right there. <laughs> Isn't that a poker reference? Too? It's uh, like, a, like a pitch reference too and like that. If you shoot the moon you try to take all the tricks in the, in the hand. That's called shooting the moon too as well. Uh, what's, uh, what's taking on new projects like you guys are in other bands. What's it like to make that jump and take on new material? It's always exciting. Yeah. Super exciting. You mean like a, a side project, or you're talking about... Ah, uh, when you guys were involved in other bands and stuff. No. Say like Chase we didn't was... cover that either, because Hundy has played some pretty crazy riffs well, as well. Yeah, that, that all was written uh, when I was going through my divorce, so it was pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> Fast. Dark's a good, a good. Those good things thing. happen. It is dark. Yeah. <laughs> Some of that material, like I'm. I mean, to there was a single. No, no, it's not that dark. But like some of the material got released as singles. I mean, there's one or two songs out, <clears throat> out there somewhere. I think. But I, I was bummed out that that stuff never got to be, 
presented to people. Like, that stuff that Curtis wrote, I don't know, that was some of my favorite music I heard coming out from around here. It was definitely unique. I think I made the drums too hard. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, nobody wanted to play drums. Submachine gun yeah. for the kick. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get a Thomas Hake sort of guy. Um, well, speaking of Renavera, what's his name? Lucas Veldeisen. He could have done that. I know that. But he's off in Portland. Mm-hmm. I digress. Yeah. <laughs> then Chase did uh, the Boston Hell Mask. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of the Hell Mask. Stevie, bloody murder, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> was that his, oh, that was your character? That name, was his, right? yeah, that was his, that was the name. <laughs> the red that was his name. For those, for those who don't know, what kind of band was that? I mean, it was a unique, it was a unique twist on music. Would you call it shock? I don't know. I'd, Theatrical metal. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had, we had like, yeah, we had like different things we called it, like it was... I think at one point we referred to it as like Broadway metal, just <laughs> just dumb like. Well, at one point um, we had people out there in a banana suit. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you guys cheeseburgers and you guys <laughs> draw a little inspiration for the the red from uh, Joe Ansley dipping his. Who's that? And Joe Ansley from Index Case. Yeah, who is that? Oh, I know that guy. <laughs> oh. I don't know if Chase has ever drawn any inspiration from Ansley. I don't see <laughs> Never. It's funny, man. Those guys. I was, I was a big IC fan. I was too, man. They were the reason I started playing yeah, music. I was, I was dirt, a Dirt Joe fanboy. Yeah, there's being, nothing wrong with that. Being I'm from Indianola, I think it was like seventh grade or something, they played a show. They probably had yeah, 2000. They played a show at the Indianola Fairgrounds. And they had a decent lineup, like Mr. Plow. Feathers are beautiful, we're on it. Uh, and there's just some shitty Morton building that they had at the fairgrounds. They pulled out a flatbed truck, put the drums up on there, and then just had everybody standing ground level, and this place was packed. And I went there with my buddy Sam Dooley, actually, and went and stayed the night at his house after the show, and he played drums and had a bass laying around. And <clears throat> yeah, I left that show like after seeing those guys from my hometown doing that shit. That was the reason I picked up the bass. Chase showed me a video clip and he's just like, Look how high these guys can jump. <laughs> yeah. Burke and Holtz? Yeah, Parker, man. Burke had They tucked those knees bumps. right up, dude. Yeah. The high socks and the shell toes. No, I was red because that that guy Steve murdered people. Yeah. Nothing, nothing to do with Dirt Joe Anthony. <laughs> he was red because he was covered in blood. There, there was well, a was Joe's hand red, though? Who knows? Yeah, I, know. I still haven't Where'd figured that out. Where do you get the bucket? What's the deal with the bucket? Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, definitely, I know that was probably one of your guys' influence, right? I see a little bit. Oh, of course. Oh, for sure. And Marcato, definitely. Marcato, oh, yeah. another great yeah. band. Uh, Those guys can fucking jump, too, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, ventured, I ventured onto the guitar a little bit, but never really learned anything. I actually started learning guitar from uh, Nick Sorak, who was in Marcato. Oh, nice. Ooh, nice. nice. So I took lessons from him for a little bit, but then, you know, I just stopped because I was... Not good at it. <laughs> he grew impatient. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, probably. But not really. He was always super nice. Oh, yeah. He's Nick's super like, chill. He'll never, like, tell did you, you. Did you know Nick went out on tour? With uh, Corey Taylor. Yeah, yeah, Drunk Beer Kidnap Band. Yeah, he told dude, me about that all the time. Very rad. Very rad thing to happen to that dude. Yeah. 
And then I also met um, the bassist the other day, or not the other day, but the a couple months ago when we went to the wrestling show. Jason? Was he, he was in Mercado, right? Yeah. Yeah, Drosty. Yeah, Jason Drosty, yeah. He was, he's a super cool guy. Um, nothing but love for most. Oh, yeah, that's what they call I forgot. Most. I just, I don't know him like you guys do. I just know him. Is he he's is he back with them or was he just back for that show? Whenever they do shows now, he's playing. Yeah, because I think Kevin lives in California. Yeah. So whenever they book and he comes back, they just. I don't know. I always look at their their last show they play as their last show. Yeah. Like, <laughs> people, these guys are like, yeah, when I play again, I'm like, fine. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Never know. <laughs> so uh, you, I mean, I'd love to see him play. That Marcado's one of my favorite bands. Yep. As long as we're opening. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of wanted to... Gotta bring the belt to the Marcotta show. Yeah. Uh, we kind of talked about this earlier, and you, because we kind of, we don't really have a real set plan of what we want to do, because we kind of like let things happen on the podcast here. Um, but we kind of had something that we were going to ask you guys. Um, we got a few questions, but like, why did you, why did you guys stop playing? I mean, you guys were doing pretty good at the time, right? And just... Ooh, you want me to answer this? Yeah, I, go ahead, Chase, if you go. There's a lot of reasons. I mean, yeah. I, you know, you're going to probably answer it with the same question, but like, I stopped really going to shows because like, my life started happening and like, I started having a family and working and I just, I couldn't make the shows like I used to. Because I, I used to be, I used to roadie for these guys. Yeah. Uh, the original, the original crew. You used to carry my bass here. I did. He I had a bad I, knee and I felt I, like making him bad. I had, I had, tor- <laughs> I had torn meniscus, but I was still your guys' best roadie, right? Because I actually would carry your equipment. <laughs> a part of me was like, you don't have to, but then it, uh, it got you in free if you're holding yeah, something. I was, so I was like, <laughs> come on in. Bro. I was like, but yeah, and, and like, it wasn't like, I could, I, it was like, it wasn't really anything to do that. I mean, it was like, okay I can carry your guitar in for you or like you know I think I carried drums in and stuff before the boxes for that oh you probably carried like the big big like receivers man you yeah. probably had, yeah we had the big cabinets but like, yeah, yeah I dude, Barry's dad had us on the hookup I would yeah I was I would do that for you guys but your other your other roadie would just kind of like skip like skip do a little skip past me and go right into the show hold nothing yeah Pepper claimed to be the greatest roadie but I'd say you definitely rival <laughs> and yeah, no, I just wanted to get in the shows and like hang out with you guys it was because it was always a blast we always have something to do after the shows, and it was always fun. Yeah, it was probably McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> McDonald's and... but, so uh, why ruin the fun for everybody? Yeah, why ruin the fun? <laughs> um, at the time that it all came apart, Sam and Hundy were living together in a, an apartment. I had moved into that apartment with them for like the last three months. And it was like, I don't know. Every, our vocalist at the time, Cubby Blue, his throat out. So like we couldn't, he didn't want to do a lot of stuff. Like he was really, he was really shy about it. I don't blame him, but then it just got to the point where we were just trying to compromise like crazy. It was like, well, I'll go back on vocals, and then we'll get another drummer, and then by like by that time when we realized that we were wanting to switch everything up, at least this is what I picked up from it. When we were wanting to switch everything up, you know, just to keep make it keep going. That's when we were just like, all right, just just let it let it be. Because I mean. Yeah, like you said, everyone's lives start. Yeah, Honey was like Honey was getting en- married, yeah, engaged. So yeah, that... I moved back to Tumwa. Yeah. So I was gone for for a few months. Tumwa. 
Oh, yeah. That'll suck your soul right out of your woman. <laughs> the big zero. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that one. I've never heard, what, like, a scum one? The big zero? The big zero. Yeah, how did you move to, what, Madrid first? Well, I went from uh, Indianola at school to um, Granger to Madrid, and then... After that one thing happened, I uh, moved to Des Moines for six months and, and lived with Jason Kempf uh, in an apartment and got drunk every night, spent all my money, and uh, now I'm back here. <laughs> hey. Another great happened. name drop, though. band we didn't really cover yet was Mind Right. That's, that's another one. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a huge influence. Oh, Absolutely yeah. huge influence. That's a, that's a big chapter in my oh, life. I saw I tons know. of their shows in high school as soon as I got a car, you know. Well, they, they were the ones that actually started giving us shows, yeah. like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. good shows, you know. I think everybody, really cool. everybody in this band, Final Escape, like a lot of this, the progress that we've made and the cool shit that we've gotten to do on the scene and play shows is attributed to those guys like yeah. a lot. Yeah, were, I lived with the dudes. I lived with them for like three years. Hundy was in the Hell Mask. Sean's band that he was in was recorded by one of the dudes that lived there. They did um, both albums. Yeah, Donnie did both albums for you guys. And uh, I was in bands with those guys. Sam's Sam's on the original Hellmask album. Like, nobody knows Sam's on that album, but he's reading a news report. <laughs> and in the news report, he refers to Curtis Morgan as Professor... Uh, Inspector Hundy. Inspector Hundy. <laughs> Chief Inspector. Chief Inspector Hundy. It's a long, long speaking part in the middle of a you know really nasty solo section, so it's really hard to hear. But yeah, yeah the, it's the been pointed out to me. I've heard it. Yeah. I yeah, get on stage one. and do that same thing only with a sock over my dick. <laughs> <laughs> then you had to put probation age or probation <laughs> preparation age on your face because of the black paint. Yeah. <laughs> you were the only person that night that put black paint around your eyes. And you paid for it, big time. Fucking <laughs> oh, like combination skin just it did, not, it did not go well with it. <laughs> I was surprised, though. I thought he was messing around, because the next day, it was like, where the black was, was like red, and I had red face paint at the time, so I thought he was just fucking around. But, uh, oh, man. I remember, before I actually got to meet the guys... Everybody kept calling him Front Sock. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And then that was, yeah, that, that was the story. That <laughs> was it. What a shitty nickname. <laughs> Do anybody still are call you going to bring that? the Front Sock back? No. <laughs> I'm hats, sure retired hats, act, huh? Hats on. We, we were all supposed to have haircuts today, but it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Sean, the new guy, is, is the best barber I've ever seen. So it's it's nice to have a barber in the band when he brings his things. <laughs> so if you guys go on tour, you're gonna be well groomed. Right? Yeah, for sure. Sean does that when uh, tours come through. Yeah, I've, I've actually been really lucky to do exactly that, cut hair with touring <laughs> bands and stuff. Um, it's weird because there's like a little bit there's there's a cross culture between barbering and music for sure. You know, I mean, uh, the style, just everything it comes down to, it's, it's similar. You find things that appeal on both sides and uh the guys a couple guys that i knew that started barbering after me used to work for uh first fleet concerts actually um he got in in with a couple bands from him booking them we went up to 
Minnesota to the Warp Tour, and they set us up with a couple tents, like right with the tour buses, and we just literally sat there and cut hair all day for every band member or anybody that was on the Warp Tour that wanted a haircut. We did the same thing in Chicago for the uh, Mayhem Festival when that was still running. And like even yeah, you got to see Ari out there, didn't you? Yeah, I ran into Ari, dude. Ari the greatest the person, <laughs> especially if you're leaving. That dude's you, jacked, dude. You're gonna fit another Des Moines band in here real quick. <laughs> well, it's weird because it, I mean, it's 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 a small world situation for sure. But at the same time, leaving you know leaving your homes always it's it's fun, it's exciting, but it can always be stressful. And as soon as I as soon as we pulled into the Mayhem Fest, Ari was. I think tour managing uh, the Butcher Babies or something for that summer. And the literally the first person I saw when I got out of the car was carrying my stuff up. It was Ari lifting weights in the parking lot. <laughs> and and it's just, you know, a, a super comfortable feeling to run into somebody that's from your home and, and it's a piece of home there. But out of all people to run into, like that's... And he was lifting weights in the parking lot. <laughs> well, that, I wouldn't expect anything less, but I'm just saying, like, hands down, like, the most genuine, nicest person oh, yeah. that you can think of is just hanging out there, and that's who I run into. Yeah, we ran, cool. we ran into him uh, when we were in L.A. Yep. Saw him, at the, saw him at the whiskey. That blew his mind. <laughs> is there more than one arm? Went and tapped him, on the, tapped him on the shoulder, and he turned around and goes, Oh hey, well, what are you doing here? And I was just like, we've been following you, man, like whole tour. <laughs> no, it was, we were just in the right place at the right time. We were in L.A. and they were playing the whiskey that night. Just happened to be on vacation, and they happened to be doing a show there. Cool. Nice. Speaking of like your front sock nickname, <laughs> how did the Hundy come about? Hundy came about because he had this big hundred ounce come and go mug that he filled with Jack and Cokes. So, 100 ounce went to hunt, you know, just translated into yeah. Hundy. Yeah. And then if he does something super cool, like rides a sweet riff, we're like, we call him 100. <laughs> 100! <laughs> Crocodile Hundy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Bring the Hundy. Crocodile Hundy. If you're a fan of The Office, Hunter Mifflin. Yeah. Huntus. Huntus, yeah. I lost my mug, though. Hold on, gang. Hunter Thunder, that's a new one I really Hunter like. Thunder, yeah. <laughs> I don't do that shit anymore. <laughs> you talked about um, index case pulling up on like a flatbed truck, right, in the middle of nowhere. What's some uh, What's some pretty uh, far out places you've played that are just like what you wouldn't think that? I know, I know, I know. Final Escape are the original guys here, Chase and. Uh, Hundy and Sam, they all have, uh, they have, there's probably one place I'm thinking of that's the same, but. What, uh. Our first show ever was in a town called Murray, Iowa, and, uh, we played in an old, uh, rundown general store that this dude lived in, uh, the back of, and had, he had, uh, old school style punk shows in front. Like street punk, like. And this was our first show ever, so we're, you know, we're (laughs) just teenagers driving to another town, you know super excited we get there like three hours early and there's nobody there you know we, we go in and, and, and you're not even playing the town. same music oh, right no, not you guys don't even fit the it's yeah like freezing cold <laughs> the train down for this town okay the, they flush the toilet and it goes into the ditch i mean that's that's where we're at so 
we we get there. There was no show. They flushed the toilet and closed the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> we we get there and uh, you know the dude's cooking in the back or whatever. So we, we anyway we have to wait around for hours and we finally get to playing and. <laughs> Like, they hate us, you know. They start throwing chairs at us. They're, these are dudes with, you know, three-foot-tall mohawks and studs and leather jackets and shit. So we're skaters. We're like, like fucking oh skater guy. <laughs> yeah. That type of shit. Yeah. It was, the band was called The Mutts. The guy's name was Matt Mutt. Yeah. I just found out he works at a Big Tomato Pizza on Ingersoll now. No shit. Yeah. That's not his real last name. It's not? It's not Mutt. I just, remember <laughs> I just found that out. He just tells people his name's Matt Mutt. Right, so that's the one that sticks out in my mind. I don't know about you guys. My my first show that I played was in the Pleasant Pleasantville gym, I think, at the high school. Nice. <laughs> Freezing cold out. Same thing. We showed we I think we showed up probably like a half hour before we were supposed to, but uh, yeah, we played for a whole six people probably and I don't know, it felt like a talent show. But then <laughs> I'm trying to think like what's that? Was there a bar in Atumba called like Plum Crazy? Plum, Plum Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it was like, that was like, like in a store. That was, <laughs> I think that was like the gem of all the spots that we played. Cause like, first of all, we're going to Atumba. Second of all, you pull up on this place and it looks beat down. Mm-hmm. And then you go in and it's huge. Like oh, actually, are you talking? What, are you talking? There was about, like a ton of mirrors behind the stage. It used to be. Uh, it used to be something Casbah. else. Wasn't Scooters, the, right? No, it's, it was the Casbah. Used to be the Casbah. Mm-hmm. We went and saw both. It was called Plum there. Crazy when we went there. Yes, but when you when you walk in, you walk through the front door, and there's like bar space. There's the bar, and there's this big stage and like room yep. for people. Yep, yeah. a huge dance floor and pool tables. And it was funny because the headlining band. I don't. Even, I honestly don't even remember their name, but their guitar player. It was like it was this weirdest eclectic mix of people they had this little girl who was not like a young child but this little tiny teeny girl who was doing the lead vocals singing and they just had a, a, just a bunch of people looked out of place with these instruments and then the one guitar player was this big big just overweight guy and he had his face painted like black and white like a death metal band and he looked like that fucking character you could pick in Guitar Hero like the really big one <laughs> looked exactly like him uh, and we played down in, I think, Boonville, like the very bottom depths of Iowa, close to the border. And we played in like a, a cattle showing ring <laughs> at the fairgrounds. Nice. It was called Audio Assault. Oh, Dead yeah. Horse headlined it, but it was an all day festival. It was supposed to be, it was supposed to be like a mix. It's where the bands would play. Like one band would go up and play, and then after that band, they would have an MMA fight. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there was there was, but it was a boxing ring. It was like I don't know if they were kickboxing fights or if they were MMA fights. <coughs> but Seth Williams and I showed up. The show didn't start till five. Seth Williams and I drove all the way down to Boonville, showed up at noon, and we started just razzing all the the women that were trying to like they were there early setting it up so we're like giving them a hard time like oh how many free cases do we get for playing you know it's <laughs> noon like, we'll give you one free case of PBR if you help load all the PBR off this pallet into all the coolers oh nice so that's easy put all the beer away and then they ended up giving us two cases 
Seth and I started drinking at like 12.30. And we didn't play until <laughs> 7. <laughs> and so it got to the point to where like everything started running behind because they were waiting for people to show up. And they just did all the bands. Just let up, went ahead and let all the bands play instead of doing band fight, band fight. And then all of a sudden at the end of the night, they just turned whatever floodlights on at the top of this Morton tent type thing and uh, there was just a ton of kickboxing fights there was just people beating the hell out of each other <laughs> that's the craziest that's show that's I think what what did, what did no, we, we got uh, Ace's Teen Club that was like the that was our second show second show in Newton we've done uh, countless shows in weird coffee shops in Oskaloosa and Pella Midnight Drip <laughs> Yeah, we did the we did the church place. I don't know what it's like. A, was it like a place of worship that we did like in Pella, right off the square? Like what? Yeah, was that? I what that is was. this? That was the, was that the memorial building. There was yeah, slideways the in Knoxville. <laughs> in Pella, that that show in Pella, we played with Rose Funeral and, and we did and play with Rose Funeral. That, yeah. I love that show. That was what well, I don't even know is how often did you play in the barn? Uh, we just did. Did you just Besides that? Pepperstock, Pepperstock was our big, our big barn show. We did like two or three shows. Yeah, we yeah, did probably we, two. Or we three. did the Halloween show at the barn. What is the we barn? Did, okay, the barn is uh, an actual barn. It's an actual <laughs> barn. It's. Uh, is it red? But it's not. No. Yeah, it's our buddy uh, Reese. It's our but yeah, our buddy Reese. Um, his barn. Uh, they let us jam in there, and we did we did a music video in there. Oh, we did a Halloween show there. Um, we did Pepperstock <laughs> behind the barn in the field. Pepperstock was probably like my, that's my memory. That's the, that's like the big outdoor festival that just went to shit to so it went downhill like we really had really good intentions for pepper stuff like we yeah did. like there was there was some sweet acts like you know nick sorak got up there nick sounded great um marcado got up there and marcado wasn't you know they probably got some of the better sounds out of everybody because like yeah you know everyone was trying to make sure the board was running at that time and then we played we just did whatever we took too long. We were kind of rock stars about it. We were like, oh, yeah, we're like, this is our we show. put this together. We're gonna, we'll take 45 minutes if we want. <laughs> I, I remember somebody whipped uh, another dude with a horse whip during our show. <laughs> <laughs> we, stopped, we stopped playing songs for five minutes. We're just like, all right, he's going to take some lashings real quick. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I forgot oh, about that. <laughs> The one that I remember is you guys played, you played more than one show at the Tumwa Airport in that small oh, ass building. Yeah, those those the small ass buildings. I remember very clearly one night, um, Index Case played there, mm-hmm. and you guys determined. Who was gonna go first? Because obviously, in this case, the big band's gonna go last. Yeah. You remember how you determined who was gonna go in what order? In a foot race. <laughs> ah, <that was> and <laughs> so the the bill was index case, a well dressed man from who's from Atumwa, um, Final Escape, and maybe Renavera. Renavera. No, was it was it Renavera? It was Renavera. Yeah, Renavera was from Atumwa. Well, I didn't know if Benny was in a Index game. case, Final Escape. I didn't I'm pretty sure Well Dressed Man played too. But uh everyone nobody wanted to open. 
So uh, they just took a member from each band. I remember I ran for Final Escape. Uh, this kid named Benny ran for Renavera, and Chad Carlson ran for a well-dressed man. And uh, they just had this little cap gun as soon as uh, Nick Moore shot it off. They actually went out and bought a was cap it, gun. Was it Nick oh, nice. or was it? I thought it was Anzi that did that. Uh, Nick, I think it was both of them, they were standing next to each other. They fired this cap gun off, and I just fucking smoke everybody. I'm fast as fuck. <laughs> Gazelle. For as tall as you are, you're fast so as Well, he's got to be. Yeah, yeah, I, I, ran, I ran track, I ran cross country, I know how to run. <laughs> Uh, Benny and Chad out. end up tripping themselves up, and Benny breaks his wrist, so now Renovera can't even play. Oh, so, so, yeah, you should have seen the look on Index Case's face. It's just like, oh, fuck, sorry. <laughs> and now the whole band can't play. So now it's a well-dressed man and Final Escape. I won the race, so I'm like, all right, well-dressed man, you guys are opening. Danny Carmen throws the fail, like, oh, it's our hometown. Like, he had it, every right. It'd be Bill. really. I mean, <laughs> at the time, I was pissed. I was like, "I fucking won the race." <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, so the whole so the whole race ended up being pointless. I won. Final Escape opened anyway. Renegade <laughs> couldn't play because Benicide broke his wrist, and uh, Well Dressed Man opened the show. Uh, it was a hoot. <laughs> That's the story about the hangover. <laughs> and me and Pepper, before that show, me and Pepper are hanging out at this big building, like across the street from it. And we we walked around inside for a bit, and then we were outside and we're throwing rocks at the building, and it fucking caved in. <laughs> the whole building just Whoa. caved in, and me and Pep come walking behind all the rubble, and everyone's like, "What happened?" I'm like, "We almost fucking died." <laughs> <laughs> that that building was probably no bigger than what the size of two of your bedrooms here. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It was really it was, small. Really? Oh man, I mean the where you watch the bands, but I mean there was like that was like a house. They like split that up so we're half half of it you could. And it was Nick's sister. Yeah, so she was making it into a house. So like when you walked in there and you took a hard left, all that was all walled off because the yeah. rest of that was like living area. Yeah, that was all. Uh, yeah, I remember it was. I thought it was small in my opinion. Oh, I mean, yeah, it was it. tiny. And then it, that just shows like I don't know what kind of band in this case is that they play a show like that for you guys. It was it was nuts. Yeah, they're, I, they're I bet like they've a, got even crazier stories than we did. Oh, <laughs> oh god! I, I want to hear the stories from Night Queen being the merch guy there. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's got a lot. Like we have some fun stories if if we can ever remember them. Like uh, <laughs> like, when, like when I got completely blackout drunk in Knoxville and decided to just announce to the world that I was drunk. Like while you were underage, yeah, yeah. And there's a sheriff watching our show. That was dumb. <laughs> uh, the night one last moment tried to beat you up. Yeah. In Newton. They tried to beat him up. Oh, it was. Uh, it was a misunderstanding. It was a misunderstanding. They were just talking. <laughs> like a girl broke up with a guy. And started dating Chase, and that guy was mad about it. So he runs up while Chase is watching a band and tries to Superman punch him. And uh, it didn't work out in the kid's favor. Yikes. Like I said, misunderstanding. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I wouldn't even there. I mean, but. <laughs> Not even by the look That's an obvious misunderstanding. I want to talk about it. Um, what was. Uh, we're at 36. Oh, nice. You can edit that part out? No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're fine. Uh, 
What uh, what made you guys come back together? Uh, drunken night here at Hundy's. Honestly, <laughs> me and Sam were playing Monopoly. Uh, I think it was a little bit after New Year's. Who had Park Place? None of us yet. <laughs> no, no one. Nobody had Park Place yet or Broadway. We were both fed up that we weren't doing any, doing anything musically, and uh, so you know. We had a few too many, and we're just like, hey, let's just get it going again. So we call everybody up. <laughs> Sam exits his place and stands outside by himself and calls me alone, drunk, and he goes, well, I think I got the man back together. <laughs> <laughs> All of the Blues Brothers. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we were just playing Monopoly. We were talking about the band, how we miss it. So I'm like, well, fuck it. Let's call Chase. Let's call Covey. Let's get some shit figured out. How did we get Sean integrated into it? I just got a Facebook message one day. And... Say, say hey, you up? <laughs> <laughs> you up? You up? And I was like, new phone, who this? <laughs> but no, Hundy uh, and I had actually been talking, or I mean, we'd been even working on other music shortly before that. And we, we'd been talking about wanting to do something together for a while, and we were even working towards it. And then, yeah, I just got a message one day, and he was like, hey, we're thinking about doing Final Escape and getting that back together. Would you be down to play guitar? And I think I sent him a gif of Amy Poehler throwing up a deuce. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm down. And then, that's how I got in. Saw, dude. Saw, dude. Saw, dude. Cash me outside, how about that? Yeah, I was going to say that. Just like, cash me outside, how about that? Did you hear that earlier when Grayson was doing that? Yeah, little boy was yours. How about that? How about that? 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 So we we decided to get it back together shortly after New Year's last year. And then uh, we we had a few practices and decided what we wanted to put on the CD. And uh, then we did three shows at the end of the year after we were ready to, to go out. How you think those shows went? Oh, well, they were yeah, they were great shows. We're three and zero. Oh. I got to catch all three of them. <laughs> I wasn't gonna miss them. Defend the bell all time. three times. Yeah, huh? the greatest opening act of all time. <laughs> I think just like any time, you know, the the first show is always great to get out of the way. Yeah. And so yeah. I think they just got better and better, especially because by the time we played the third one, we had a new song that we had just completed. What? A week prior? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> a couple so days before. Yeah, a couple days before the show, so we got to bust out new songs, and, and you know, it just as it progresses and you get back in the swing of things and get the cobwebs dusted off, it's always better and better for sure. So you guys are not just playing, like, new stuff. You're playing some of your old stuff too, right? You're, I mean, you're, like, you, we were talking earlier, kind of what you said, remastered it. and kind Re-recorded, of like, remastered it, yeah. The, the EP that it's we put out life. called Reset is a fitting name since we started the band up again, you know, um, has four songs that we wrote um, prior to breaking up the first time. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I'm not speaking very loud. Anyway, um, so most of it was old, but we never recorded it. And we never really did anything with it. So, I mean, we played shows with some of those songs, but anyway, if you, if you don't have it on you know, recording, it's, just, it's not official, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we decided to do that and uh, wrote one more new song for it. But now we're... Uh, two. Get, 
Was it two? Yeah, two reset. reset and time machine. Right. Well, okay. time machine's not on. I guess it's, it's not on this, the ones we printed. Right. So that'd probably be on the next. What one. was that? A uh, agenda twenty one. Was that a new one or? Yeah, that, a, that was used to be called with wings. Yeah, we they just got new names. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Remastered. We well, got a yes. whole new, a whole Some new, new life. lyrics. Yeah. 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 Every song is is got a whole new life. Like, Curtis. There's a whole other guitar on it for one thing. Right. From yeah. what I remember. Yeah, yeah, and that was a big thing that we always wanted. We always wanted two guitars. You can do so much more with harmonies and. Yeah. Let's say there for a while you did have two guitars, right? But it just wasn't not. At a couple different times we had. Hundy and Jimmy Pop, Hundy and Nolan, but I think that was it. Yeah, I was the only one that stuck right, stuck it out. <laughs> yep. Jimmy went to the army. Nolan just got tired. I never knew Nolan played in band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he used to get wild, wild too, man. man. He got wild. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Like the first night I hung out with him, he tore his kneecap. Yeah, it was the housewarming house party, party for Curtis. <laughs> Climbing on top of the house and trying to wrestle every fucking oh, person he terrible. saw. Oh man, <laughs> that kneecap was clean off too, <laughs> right to the side of his leg. It's brutal. Uh, then a year later, I was hanging out with him, and we're at our buddy Joe Judge's, and. We were listening to Prince, and Nolan starts dancing, and it happened again. He did it to himself. He, like, moved too fast, and his kneecap just slid. Oh, oh did he just put it back in place? Like, no, no. Now you go to the duck. You can't do that by yourself, man. If you're a man, you can. Oh, man. Oh. Have you ever Have you ever broken a bone? Oh, yeah. What bone? Uh, my my uh, fibula. The Ooh. one that goes alongside the... Was it, a like, a compound break? or? No, it didn't compound. It was just oh. a... You did. MMA. Yeah, I, I used to come that. watch your fights. You, were yeah, yeah. you guys were going to write a song at one time, and you never did. I know, and you came out to shitty headpee instead. <laughs> hey. Oh, you say shitty, but you've been to their concerts. After a certain album, I stopped. <laughs> hey, man, but we got a new album called Reset, and it's got like probably plenty of songs for you to pick. <laughs> I don't fight it. anymore, though, so... <laughs> well... I just told you about broken bones. Yeah. <laughs> that was broken bones from high school football, but I actually tore my I actually tore uh, my meniscus playing backyard football like shortly after high school, so that was interesting. I uh, I had my nose I I had my nose broken one time, and uh, you know it was another misunderstanding. Um, <laughs> uh, took one in the face from like a come to find out it was a Golden Glove boxer in Des Moines um, that'll do the trick mm. yeah and then like after it was all said and done there were numerous numerous like a lot of people involved got in the car after everybody scattered and when you know got in the car and I pulled down my visor mirror I, it was my car I'd have somebody else drive got in the passenger seat and pulled down the mirror and my nose is just like sitting pretty much on my cheek uh, <laughs> did it not bleed or Oh, it was a faucet. <laughs> as soon as it happened, you know what I mean? Because I've had, I've saw someone break it and just, it did. Literally, it was like a faucet of blood going out of my nose. Mm. But then, yeah, I, I set that right there in the car. And I'm telling you, man. That's where I broke my thumb. Whether you're a man or not, that shit hurts. <laughs> I broke my thumb playing hide and go seek when I was like 25 with my. <laughs> 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 I was running away from my boss at the time, who was it. 
and he, <laughs> he found me and he had to tag me and I broke it on a tree and he still made me work the next day oh, yikes. and we were putting up siding where you really need your hands and it fucking sucked no more hide and go seek after that huh no no all about flashlight freeze tag now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do we got time to show them Time Machine? The whole tune? You want to you do that? Give them a, I'm on board with it. Give you a sneak peek of the newest song, Time Machine, which will be on our newest album, which has not been named yet or have a release date yet or been written yet. We've already <laughs> released this song. It's on the internet. It's on oh, the yeah. You can, see, you can find it on YouTube. It's, it's, on, it's, on, uh, C- it's on YouTube, Spotify. It's on your CM Sound page, too, isn't it, Curtis? I don't use SoundCloud a lot anymore because the audio quality is terrible. Which we're on SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good for spoken word, but yeah. like music, you know, just just doesn't do the trick. Yeah! 
Let's just hope all our shareholders feel the same way about it, guys. Yeah, if you if you guys fuck up this podcast for us, we're gonna bury you. Twenty four. Wow, man, man. Yeah, we got really heavy <laughs> right after <laughs> the song. Yeah, yeah. And the song gets me in the mood. That's what you had to say after the song. That's that's baby first thing after the song. Yeah. Like, oh, fucking that, bury you. That's <laughs> that, that's baby making music. Podcast was fine until you guys played your fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> Love the stories, hate your music. <laughs> Have you guys ever tried that? They just hold the instruments. <laughs> tell your stories. <laughs> you ever tried to just hold the instruments? Don't actually, oh, man. I don't know. I've never been in a band. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, dude, that's genius. <laughs> so, uh, one time. <laughs> like, uh, like Garth Brooks. Like, the song just never starts, you know? Like how some, yeah, Garth Brooks would come up and tell the story that's supposed to lead into a song, but we'll just keep going and keep going. You know what's funny? I know you guys don't like country. And I like judge. I've, been, I've hey, seen Dirk's hey, hey, Bentley three hey, times. Man. Okay, well, I'm pretty my sure we're all fucking born in the 80s. We grew up in the 90s. If you grew up in the 90s, you were raised on some of the best country music there was. Uh, yeah, like if you, you gonna, don't know, you're gonna stand there and diss like the Dixie Chicks. I did chicks. not. Well, dude, we, we did. That's a terrible Dixie example. Yeah, <laughs> I, I fucking hate that. I was Dixie thinking chicks. like George Strait, Brooks and Dunn. Yeah, that was my mom's house cleaning. Alan music. Jackson. No, I didn't say I hate country music, but my yeah, co-host does. We know what you're does. getting at, though. You my co-host that. does. Ooh. I seen Garth Brooks I, it's in no concert me too when he came to Wells Fargo you did too I went to Chicago to see him oh, that's dedication Chicago, you just waited until he came to you you never would have saw him uh, I traveled to see him it wasn't <laughs> me that got the tickets it was my fiance so fiance uh, fiance but yeah he, he will come and tell a story and have his guitar and it's unplugged and he's just jamming out the whole time you guys ever try that just you know play an audio loop maybe and just Act like I've done an entire Iowa driving set without him being plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> Were you hot? No, no, man. I was just I got but off work. But he was work. having a good time. I got off work and apparently my acoustic guitar never got checked, so I just plugged it into my tuner and just just got crazy, just just getting just throwing down. Like, not even have to worry about a thing. It's to the point where I was like holding it and just like smacking it. <laughs> I always break strings on stage. That seems to be my problem. Very first song, break a string. It's funny because most bass players are like, I never broke a string, man. I just don't, I don't know. We, we've actually had some pretty killer problems. Especially when we do like house party shows. We cause power outages. Yeah, I've been on board for one of them. Throw the breaker and it just... Everything turns off. I think pe- that happened at Pepperstock. Too. Yeah, too much yeah. metal. <laughs> Everything was plugged into like two outlets. <laughs> well, there's like six other bands before us, and as soon as we go up, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's because we had the light trees plugged in. Like it was the middle of the day when everyone else was playing. I like we got up to like, we're, oh, we're gonna hit these lights. <laughs> we're gonna illuminate this. There's I'm, people I'm literally jumping the over the fire barrel in the background. Like, <laughs> 
Pepperstock was a mess. We yeah. I always talk about bringing Pepperstock back. That would just be <laughs> it would be. It would be uh, so great to do another one. I is this bad. is this like the formal putting the plan in motion? Should we do that? We, we I can't afford it. it. <laughs> yeah, really I can't, can't afford Pepperstock. Well, we're not gonna fund it, <laughs> and I don't think. <laughs> oh, you go, go, go fund me. Go, go fund me. Go fund Pepperstock. There's money out there. Just we got pre sales. <laughs> we originally wanted it at the. Uh, what, the Albia Fairgrounds? That'd be nice. We ended yeah, up taking it to Taryn and Reese's. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think, since they don't live there anymore, I really doubt their mom would <laughs> want us to be like, no, no more fucking concerts here. <laughs> ever. <laughs> there are, it was a blasty blast. We're to Brizzy. Dude, Brizzy. guys are covered on an album. There, there were yeah, Brizzy, Brizzy was supposed to be here. If you buy our album, you'll see his face shattered in pieces. If you ever want to know why Brizzy Brit's on the album, because Brizzy's been there since day one. It's the secret yeah, man. Yeah. I knew I I hung out with Brizzy before I ever hung out with you guys. He was like he used to like promote shows like mad. Oh, dude, Brizzy oh, was oh, MySpace always, came, bro. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Brizzy and the Midwest, everybody knew Brizzy Brit's page because he was supporting all the local artists. Yeah. And he would. That was back when you could share flyers with each other without it getting like shut down within like a day. They almost made an MTV True Life on Brizzy Brett episode, but no way. he declined that. it. I heard they. I heard, I heard he that turned it down. He's like, no, I don't. I don't want you guys invading on my private. No, he didn't want to be here bands. because he thought he might have to talk. It's about the bands, right? <laughs> not one about me. All about the bands. It's not about. <laughs> no one cared who I was to put on a mask. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, and I wanted to tell a story about Briz. The last I got to catch a concert with him was Dogs and Neptune. He came out and was kicking it with us in the general admission area there, you know, the right in front of the stage. And he looks down on his phone for a second between songs. He gets pelted with a handful of poker chips that Spencer's throwing out on stage. And he looked right, he looked up at me and said, The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> had no clue what just happened. <laughs> what you get. I wish he'd have been here to tell the story, that motherfucker. Briz is cool, dude. He's, he, uh, he declined the, the interview on the podcast. He said, if I sit down, I'll become part of a podcast. Yeah, and then he won't yeah. be the secret member anymore. <laughs> so maybe that's why he is the secret member. Maybe he's here, he's just not speaking. But he's probably sitting out back. Brizzy loves music, and it keeps him young. He's actually a 5,000-year-old mythological creature. He has an age, <laughs> man. He has, he's just and gotten if, better looking since I met him. If local like bands don't... Line. Yeah, man. If they ever cease to exist, Briz will show his true age, and his scales will show, and he'll his wings will expand, and he'll fly above Albia breathing fire, pissed off until someone starts up another local band. Wait, are we like referring to him as a dragon or a reptilian? I like to think he's a dragon. He's a reptilian dragon. I've never seen Brizzy's natural form. Because there's too many good local artists in Iowa that are keeping him in his human form. You never will see it. Your kids' kids won't see it. Kids' 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 kids won't see it. Briz will. I wonder how long it's been since Briz has seen his natural form. I wonder if he's comfortable in that human show. (laughs) (laughs) You like to think that he is. Oh, I know he is. All right. Hey, you comfortable over there? Yeah, Yeah, fucking great. (laughs) He's never here. Coming from us to you, man, you guys are doing a great job with with this podcast and everything. Yeah, thanks for having us on here. Absolutely. This was one of my 
This is my favorite podcast so far. This was a great time. Well, you guys have been nothing. That's not great. what you said. You said the Did first one was our favorite. Not in front of the guys. What'd you guys do after that podcast? Not in front of the guys. No, we're family. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good, a good moment to wrap this thing up. Yeah. Uh, where are you guys got some some dates lined up for right the now? We don't have anything scheduled. What the <clears> fuck? Nothing on the schedule. Well, you know, well, this is how we stuff. operate. We uh, we want to make Brit sure hasn't booked you yet. We want to make sure that when we do hit the stage, that it's nothing short of glorious and. That everyone has a great time and the we greatest. Perform, we perform well because we hold ourselves in very high regard. You know, we we consider ourselves the greatest opening act greatest. of all time. Greatest. We we will enhance your show. We will make your show ten times better than it is. And uh, if you don't believe us, then why do we still have the title? Because obviously we win every time. It's we're three and zero so far. Undefeated. So we're we're always looking for challengers. We're always looking for people that want to take our title. Right. So, book us on a show. Yeah, and, my uh, money goes to Effie. find out why we're the greatest. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. I believe it. I saw great shows last year, guys. Hope to see a lot more out of you. Thank really you, love the music. I appreciate awesome. it. Thank you guys for coming here, accommodating us. Uh, no problem. Well, until, uh, you. until next time, this, is, this has been The Beard. And I'm Judge Die. This has been Things About Stuff. With Final Escape. Greatest! Greatest!